Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is the show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. So judging from the uh, what's happening in social media feeds, baseball is coming back. Baseball's coming. Baseball's coming. I guess Allegedly. it's not, it's not, it's not even coming back. Sort of. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm channeling Washington, Washington. <laughs> Would He's you? Coming. He's coming. He's coming. Okay. Let, let's just take a temperature check. So where are you at right now on the odds that the planned season actually happens like give me a over under percent over under percent that doesn't seem like you're mixing metaphors there aren't you (laughs) well give me a percent and i'll tell you if i'm more or less confident than you are (laughs) that feels better all right 60 i think i'm more i'm i'm not a lot more i'd say 75 for me now one question within that are we saying that it comes and it comes to fruition? I'm saying that the I believe that the plan that they've laid out is I have a 75% confidence that that will happen. Wow. Okay, then I might have been even a little bit high. Let's I'll bump it down to 58. <laughs> 58. Okay. All right. Really really no way to evaluate this because it's a binary. So <laughs> Mhm. But we'll, we'll no, check. this is like, um, this is fuzzy numbers at its finest. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was in your city uh, That's right. over the last couple of days, as much as one can be these days uh, during no traveling. Um, Eurovision. Eurovision. Saga. <laughs> that was a, yeah, I mean, I, I read the, I read the, I think a review of it first that was pretty lukewarm and I read enough of it to, to know that it was set in Edinburgh and I was like, well, we're done. <laughs> we're done. I'm watching this. <laughs> like, Yeah. I, I hadn't, I hadn't realized that that was going to happen. So I was, I start I start watching it and I'm like, you know, it's a, I, I, I told the lady, I was like, okay, well, we'll start watching this. If it's a bad movie, we can stop. If it's entertaining us, We'll keep going. <laughs> the bar right now is really low for uh, <laughs> for new entertainment, and it did, and it, it was entertaining enough. And then all of a sudden, I was in Scotland and in, in your your new digs, and I was like, "Oh, well, let me do a little research here." It's it's very exciting. I mean, the uh, I <laughs> everything was pretty good. I think the um, the car chase scene went through the same intersection from every direction three times. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we was watching the car chase. Like, no, like that, no, can't do that. That road doesn't go there. <laughs> like, it's, but but the the venue um, is actually set up where the main university building is. <laughs> like where oh, they really? where they placed the venue in the city. It's not real because the the venue that they filmed in is actually in Glasgow. 
I was going to say that didn't it, it the building did not strike me as something that would be in Bet in Edinburgh. No, it's it's in it's in Glasgow. It's SSC, <laughs> SSC Hydro. <laughs> we we all know as we all know, as we all know. but as i mean you got you got to get in you got to go up on on Carlton hill that's the hill that's where they they did most of the filming up there good spot it was it is kind of interesting to see because it is extremely um british but then it doesn't there's it like doesn't quite look like it's not quite London. It's not quite England. Well, it's, it's you know? a, I mean, it's it's better. It's better thought of as like an as an old European capital that was strongly Britishized, right? Because <laughs> so because a ton of you know ton of the stuff is there from when Scotland was its own actually its own place. But then, right. but then, if you go through the Industrial Revolution as part of the UK, like you're gonna end up looking a lot like the UK. The um yeah, between the Queen Anne style, the those Georgian row houses. Alright, let's move on to sports in general. Obviously here the key talk, here being the UK, the key talk is the Premier League uh coming back and you know, a lot of people thought it was too late because they're mad that the Bundesliga started <laughs> earlier. And Premier League is is later, especially because Premier League was was completely sewn up. It was who cares? Like half the teams are like, I don't need to go back. <laughs> half the teams. Let the rele- I think let more the than, relegation. Yeah. Just, yeah. Okay. Most of the teams were saying, I don't really care. Let's just end it the way it was. Fine. I don't want to deal with this. Except for those relegation teams must have been like. Let's hey guys, play these out. <laughs> yeah. I need to figure this. It's out. okay. Send your C squad. We'll play them. <laughs> <laughs> Bring them on. So I mean, here here we are. There's there is Premier League. Um, it's in, entirely pointless, as far as I can tell. I mean, I guess it's not pointless anymore now that pubs are open here. But um, right. and NBA is coming back. What do you what did what's your opinion on that? I mean, it's a summer tournament basically. <sighs> I'm totally cool with there be like trying out a summer tournament kind of thing. Um like could I could see the a world where it was like every year you 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 switch the way that like the league worked and like every year in April, I mean not in April, but in like March February cuz March madness in fe- in February you just had this tournament. That would be like awesome. But I mean it's kind of, I, I guess my hesitation with bringing the NBA back now is that the NBA is such a grueling season that don't you throw next season into jeopardy? You do, and you have. And there, there's also talks about this getting, um, being the transition that the owners had always wanted to change the schedule to be from like Christmas day on to the middle of the summer. Right. And I'm sure that the MLB is going to fight that tooth and nail. I don't know. I mean, what, who, who cares? And MLB, the sick man of Europe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> of the major league sports. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I mean, I guess the idea is like, well, we literally have no idea what's going to happen in the fall. So if we can play basketball now, we should. 
Yeah. No, we, we might as well get that, get some games out while we still can. I mean, it's this whole Florida thing has thrown a wrench in oh, it. I know. Florida being a clusterfuck. I mean, yeah. But but the, I guess the thing is, like, everything is a potential clusterfuck at any moment. Uh, no, it's it's absolutely true. No, you can't. It, planning a couple of weeks in advance. We just got to the point where we thought that we could plan a couple of weeks in advance. And then people went through those plans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and got COVID. So COVID-19. So you can't plan. Nope. I don't know. I don't have hardly enough time. I had hardly enough time to think about this podcast. So I don't know how much t- extra time I'm going to be able to put in outside of baseball. I will enjoy basketball highlights, and that is it. I do not anticipate watching any entire games. Um, you can watch 100% of the games your team's in. I wasn't even going to talk about that. <laughs> wasn't even wasn't even going to bring that up. That like they're like, fact, well, we're only already have. we're only inviting this number of teams. The minute I saw that they're like, we're not going to invite every team. I was like, oh, damn it, it's all it's all over. Like we're not we're not getting it. Yeah, Should, shouldn't they have invited hilarious. the worst teams? Why didn't they do that? That would have been, that would have been better. They're like these teams all need practice. They should play more. Like why? What? What does it help if the Timberwolves don't play? We just bring all the teams and be like, no, we're going to introduce relegation. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, uh. G League has its own little tournament as well. And then whatever the heck the G, G League is now. Freaking Timberwolves. Isn't it the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the Timberwolves. It's still G League. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. I have nothing else to say about that. So, so disappointing. <laughs> And then they kept the Warriors out so that no one would have a chance to hurt themselves. Yeah. This year. <laughs> well said. You want to talk about TGFBI? I want to talk about the lack of news surrounding TGFBI. I haven't heard, I haven't heard shit. There isn't shit. If you go to the like you go to the webpage and nothing has happened. I'm there ain't shit. I'm assuming that it's it which is dumb because TGFBI is totally fine to run in this format like our home league is a really tough format to run in head to head in this league. head to head, yeah, head, to head. doesn't really work but roto whatever just run it it's it's exactly the same for everybody it's right it's the same for everybody there there are going to be people complaining and i've seen some complaints um about uh if you had known that drafting was going to be so much more heavily correlated with your outcome you might have drafted differently and i mean the key places are like like catchers and closers <laughs> those like non you know big bat kind of players are are the ones that people are like well if i had known that we only have a 60 game season i would have taking a top 15 closer and not assumed that I was going to pick up that guy in the middle of the summer. Well, I, I, I um, mean, off the waivers, I guess I, I don't have any, I, I don't know. I don't think that we have any information because it's, it's so many nonlinear effects. Like I actually don't think that I could draft any better 
than now, now than I did before, even knowing what's going to happen in the season. And this brings me to my key point, which is that this whole year fluidity is going to be king. Like no matter what happens, Mm -hmm. like you have to throw out everything, you know, about like waiting on any player. (laughs) Was that wait, waiting as in W A I T or W E I G H T. Well, you definitely, you definitely need to wait your players. (laughs) I mean, well, so (laughs) waiting in terms of statistically, (laughs) Or in terms of like how much they weigh right now, because I think that's also I also very key. need so that there's three different dimensions that we need to think about waiting. <laughs> well, see, we to... I guess my I mean, so this fluidity, I I'm viewing it actually in a bunch of different ways, which is one that the the information that you can get on players, which you've sort of alluded to in a tongue in cheek way, but is really legitimate. Like any information that you can get on players is going is has outsized value. And I was thinking of it on the fundamental oh, yeah. level of like who's got coronavirus and can't play. I mean, mm-hmm. the earlier you can know that information, the better from a fantasy right. standpoint. Yeah, I mean, there should be fantasy there should be fantasy players, managers, I guess. Um, you know, following people to In-N-Out Burger and and McDonald's to take food, you know, look at those rappers, take those bring those tests to a covid tests and any saliva sample just figure it out <laughs> yeah we should we should be doing that we should if we were playing real high stakes no no but i mean that information knowing whether people have been working out is like that would that's incredibly valuable and my point i guess is just that you have to react there, there can be no hesitation in this short season about reacting to information yeah i think that's well, I think the hesitation, you're right. You, we need to, we need to be direct in any movement that we take. We can't waffle. Like if you're going to make it a move, you have to make the move or you have to stand pat. You can't make moves late, which is something that I've always struggled with in fantasy in general of like, Ooh, I want to be hundred percent certain by the time you do then you've you've lost you know that three week that um different sport but that um lynn sanity moment yeah if you just saw that first game and you're like i like this guy i'm gonna add him to my team you add him you don't wait until like game four and then say i'm gonna add him because that's lynn sanity is over you know and that's what we're gonna see a lot of this this year of just like geez the uh you know you thought that what would be would be a great example of um you thought jose altuve was going to be the guy uh who was going to be great for weathering this he's got the perfect body for the perfect mm-hmm. you know last year to this year etc he's down in week number one he gets hurt is clearly out for the rest of the season you know the second baseman who comes in you have to watch one game and decide if he's your guy or not to replace jose or if you need to go somewhere else yeah i think the so the right there there's all of that it's identifying um identifying players that are more likely to be hot and cold because you want to ride you want to ride any hot streak because in a shortened season those statistical fluctuations are heightened immensely. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you yeah, yeah, six game, six game period where someone's just raking um, is is huge. Yeah, it's ten percent of the season. That's like a 
you know, it's like 20 games in a normal season or, you know, like where they're doing really well. It's, and I think, I guess the challenge for me is going to be disintent is like how to, well, it's always how to identify the hot and cold players, but it's going to be how to, um, how to quantify that. And my idea is just like, okay, well, we just need to, it's just cycle players even more intensely than you have before. Oh yeah. No, just, I think that is, it's just cycle players figure out how you can have a group of players that are your core constituents. Yeah. I I guess taking the Trump model, that'd be 40% of your players core constituents. And then you just cycle the other 60%. Just throw it at the wall and see what sticks. You're right. Now, I, I would also like to ask you about the only place that I can see a breakdown in fluidity is the fact that matchups are so discreet this year, so discreet, that you you might want to give the benefit of doubt, or you, you can really sort of forecast when players, like which players are going to have a harder or easier season already. I mean... Like, you want to own Diamondbacks and Rockies. Their value is way up now. They're playing they're playing so... Well, you want Dodgers because they're playing so many more games in in cores now. Right. So I think you, in, in, you can almost look at the calendar and say, like, these are the people that we want. But then at the same time, they're going to be trumping through Arizona and more likely to get... COVID-19? Well, <laughs> ugh, man, yeah. In a state that doesn't care. I, I mean, that that is true. But I guess I guess it, I think of it like, okay, if you're going to be facing a top flight pitching staff every, like, in 10% of the games this year because you're running a really discreet schedule, like, that that has to change your value for players. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. No, I think that... I think that you're right. I mean, that actually probably says the, um, you know, the AL Central is is somewhere that if you have a good player there, a good pitcher. Well, because it's the AL Central, it's AL Central playing and they're playing the NL Central, who's not good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So if you have like a good pitcher in the the AL Central, uh, who? Who can I even come up with? Is a good <laughs> Jose Barrios? Yeah, I mean, it's basically it. If you have Jose Barrios and you're going to face the the Royals, the Tigers, the White Sox, the Cubs, the Indians, which look terrible, um, jeez, oh, have them. <laughs> I know. So that's yeah. so that's the thing is I I could actually see and I I haven't taking the plunge on this yet, but I can actually see like sitting down with the calendar and being like, okay, the week before I should be picking up these guys because they're about to embark on a two week stretch where they play the Royals and the, the White Sox like nonstop. Well, could we do that? Could we, we should, I guess we should do that. Maybe that's our first project. Right. So, right. This is what I was getting to is I could see basically two projects. Like there's the, there's the fluidity idea of the project where we try to do some quantification with a longer, this is a slightly longer term with growth charts where you're like, okay, well who moved away from their mean line? Okay. Who like, who has more scatter around their mean line as they're accumulating stats? And what does that mean? And then also bring back the growth charts that actually the, the growth chart thing might be really helpful this season. I think it's really helpful this year. And then okay. the other one is just sit down with a calendar and say, like, these are weeks that we should be watching these players. Right. And by sit down, by 
sit down with the calendar, you mean that we download every the schedules and and actually start to. I mean, a strength of schedule cal- a zone. strength of schedule calculation is super legit this year. Like means a lot. But it's not even right. But we're tr- we're trying to make discrete queries and forecast over next two week period because it's not even straight strength of schedule because that some of the volatility of 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 the um the volatility of those strength of schedule over a period doesn't match up with what it would be on the fantasy of like Sunday to Sunday. Right. Sunday to Sunday. You might actually have a like point. a team Ewell Simpson effect. You might actually have teams that um that have really, really decent um in terms of like low strength of schedule opponents over a one week period that wouldn't actually show up for the rest of the season. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because yeah. Cause you know, they might, it might get averaged out. Oh, wow. I mean, that's, that's the thing is like nothing. Right. But, but did I draft rap Robbie Ray? What? Yes. Who, who drafted this team? <laughs> are you, which team are you looking at? Your DGFI or home league team? Oh, looking at my home league team. I know. My, <laughs> I, like, I know nothing about my home league team. Like, I look at them and I'm like, I don't know you guys. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, very few hello old friends. <laughs> I don't know any of you. Who are you? So I guess I guess the, the task for this week, assuming that we actually will talk fairly regularly now, the task for this week is to, A, <laughs> look at your team again and be like, <laughs> who is on my team? And B, look at your team with regards to the, like, does this person demonstrably have a worse schedule than other people? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to look yep. at I'm going to look at and identify, like, who re-ranking the players on my team, like, who is on the chopping block? Who's on the, the cycle now? Like, who are the guys that sh- I should be ready to cycle out because their season's not going to be very, like, they have an incredibly volatile season or something? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah I don't really want to own someone in Tampa. I mean yeah exactly. It's basically like we don't want any Braves. <laughs> we we don't want any any Rays. Don't want any Marlins. Mar- <laughs> I mean Marlins who we'd been trying to avoid already. I know. I know. It's just like it's so yeah yeah. Okay, so maybe I'll I'll work on dusting off the growth chart stuff. And you'll work on the strength of schedule. Yeah, I'm gonna start some. I'm gonna start some strength strength of schedule analysis. I think that's gonna be really useful for TGFBI, where it drops are on a weekly basis. Assuming if yeah. TGFBI happens. But I mean, this to be honest, the strength of schedule idea actually could be useful in a regular season. It's just that it never rose to the level where we should actually do it, because <laughs> it was never because it was always like a second order effect but this year it's not it's a first order effect <laughs> oh well i would i would somewhat disagree but it, i think your point is valid in that it's like it's something that was so small might the the impact that you could have on your season by that by thinking that way was so minute that you there's no reason to do it yeah, I guess that's what I meant is that we in a world with finite time, it was right. never like yeah. I should sit down and I should really sit down and figure this out. 
but now it's right. like oh, this is probably the most impactful thing i can do for my fantasy season <laughs> right it's like sort of like going solar it's uh <laughs> the impact when you when you look at it of installing especially like residential solar when you look at the impact of doing it it's like okay so i'll save I'll save X number of dollars over the next 25 years and I won't I won't hit my recoup my investment until year 18. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that Yeah, you. I mean that, that was exactly it. Like why should I go down this deep strength of schedule or like volatility dive? Like it's not going to matter. Right. I'm going to need to put in two solid weeks of work into this and it might not matter. Yeah, exactly. Oh, great. Yeah, let's not do that. But this year, yes, I agree. It's going to be really important, especially as we as we tinker with um, our models of how strong a team is. Absolutely. Good thing everything's already rates in our predictions, as I yeah, as I have repeatedly said. So new estimates. Take David Price out. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the podcast. I think so. We'll uh, we'll st- we'll start a, a real format again soon. <laughs> yes. Uh, that'll be that'll be our aim is to figure out how we how we come back um, stronger than ever. Um, you know, every all the states are reopening. Some of them should not be. It should not be. Uh, but we'll see if this podcast should be (laughs) well said well said okay time for a little housekeeping be sure to subscribe to us on itunes and follow us on twitter fantasy tools mind the z thank you mild manner for letting us use your tunes be sure to follow them on soundcloud and facebook feel free to email us with questions or comments send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com again mind the z all i've got left is worst luck to you buddy worst luck to you too (laughs) 